It's been a long ass time. There we go. My Wi-Fi sucks. What's up, everybody? Um, welcome to the second part in Cut Out. Second part of the um, intertribal chat. <clears throat> and I'm not going to say this is the final one because we have season two of Res Dogs coming out. So this is going to be just a, what we loved or maybe hated or what could have been done better or just 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 a fun chat about reservation dogs because it's fresh it's new it's something that hasn't happened i don't think ever like this or it's just all indigenous cast but i mean we got myself russell sun eagle from oki podcasts we have steven and james from the right potatoes we have tyler randall from scoden cinema kevin ness from the magnus podcast and ian allison from native film talk so what's up everybody yo sj yeah, yeah. yeah. we really out here <laughs> so what do you what do you guys what do you guys think of the season overall i liked it there were some parts like i could i i would have liked to see more cheese you know <laughs> like he was underused and i've to me personally i feel like his episode was the weakest maybe because it didn't really like further the plot or anything. It was just something that he was doing during the day, I guess. True. Yeah. I liked it. Um, yeah, it was probably I wouldn't say the weakest, but it was it was probably the one that I only watched once. Yeah, I, I didn't go back to it like all the other ones, but uh, but I liked what it did. It was it was good to. Uh, I was I was glad that they all had their own episodes, uh, especially him. He had small little parts, but that one was pretty much him. And I just assumed that was just for um, that he wanted to be what did he say, a detective or, or yeah. something in, in law enforcement. So I thought, oh, that's cool. It's good for a little young brother to look forward to to do something uh, in law enforcement. So I took it as that, but. Um, just the back and forth with him and um god damn it what's his name big uh i thought that was all funny uh, i I loved all that and then when them seeing um what was the sphinx name um west duty yeah well, what was his name <laughs> was it? the sphinx yeah I mean, it was good to see him pop on there i mean it's always good to see him on there so i thought that was really good but yeah that episode uh i just watched once and i never really went back i'll eventually get back to it again but mm-hmm. yeah i would say that was one of the ones i didn't watch the most it's funny you say that because i mean well, i i love the season um i love the, the the four episodes they didn't really give them depth it was just kind of like framing i mean they gave them depth like we've never seen before with native characters but like each of the four they just gave you insight into why they're not going to go to California or why they are going to go to California. And like in that episode, episode five, which is my favorite. And uh, it's so funny that you two are like, no, it wasn't for me because I've never seen, I don't know, I guess like supernatural horror, like told by actual native people. And so like, dear lady, that was like, that's how you tell that story. And I, I, I've told so many people, you know, when I talk about that, I'm like, if it was like white people telling that story, it would have like been some like grand entry with like 
uh, a grandma t- like telling a story, like staring off in the distance. Like, I remember when I was a little girl, I heard of Dear Lady. Like they would have really set it up. Whereas like with native people, like stuff like Dear Lady and the kind of the stories we were talking about before, like it's just all around us all the time. Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's not like when the sun goes down, that's when, when it's like stuff comes out. It's like, it's around us everywhere. And that makes me excited someday for like a, you know, somebody to do, to do another Chambers, you know, you know, do, do another native horror show. But um, yeah, love the show. Can't wait for season two. They're not done with the dear lady. No. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be back. Well, speaking she of kill? her. What, speaking... Did she kill? Uh, well... <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm talking. No. <laughs> 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 who did she kill the first person was it a kyle gordon was that who they got yeah it was kyle gordon i saw <laughs> i saw yeah i didn't actually didn't actually show him get killed but you you definitely made the assumption yeah with the deer woman um i know we kind of I, th- I think we talked about it mainly through messaging um I've heard of something like that, but I didn't. I never saw or, or heard of it. How they were telling it uh, in the show is that something that you guys have grown up hearing about? Because Navajos, Navajos, we don't have Dear Lady. Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have that. So me and Kevin were kind of we had to learn from Russ and Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's like a different story of that <clears throat> from what they told me growing up was she would kill anybody or lead them off and like there were stories of like in Oto country where she would like turn them into stone like some people in the stone and shit if you got lost in the woods and you found her or she would leave people lead people off and just do just kill them so kill people so they would say don't wander off don't don't look for her don't you know and they say she would show up at different powwows and stuff and either watch or dance and you could always just tell from the hooves that she was there. So I have never seen her, never encountered her. I've just heard stories. I don't know what Tyler's heard. If, if. Yeah, the stories I heard were just like, um, I think we talked about it on the other podcasts, sort of like a, a succubus. Like yeah, succubus. Yeah. You're just sort of like drawn in by her beauty <clears throat> so much to the fact that you'd never look at her feet, that she'll <laughs> take your soul, that she'll wreck your life that you will become obsessed with her and you'll forget about family you forget about tradition you forget about everything it's just everything she it just takes everything from you and just leaves you a wreck and so but yeah that's the stories i've always heard mm. so if she's yeah. out of your league you better check the hooves check the feet oh, show yeah. your feet yeah hey, james I guess Yo. it's a good thing you got that fit finish, dude. <laughs> I'm always looking down. <laughs> You're never gonna be tricked, baby. If they got sandals. If they got sandals on, I do look down. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that whole part where she kills the bad people only—I that was new to me. I, yeah, it was just anybody and who fell for her, I guess. Go for the trick. Which episode, oh, <laughs> which episode made you guys cry the hardest? Oh God! Oh, um, oh. the one when Laura Dannon found Daniel, mm-hmm. and yeah, seven for sure. For sure. 
There was another one. I can't it was remember. like back oh. to back six and seven. Yeah. The, the one with the Willie Jack. and her dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both of those did. Uh, that was rough. I mean, really, as, as a person that lives in California, um, I know from what I got from the show was their idea of California is uh, the Los Angeles area of the, 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 the Hollywood life, the, the, the Dr. Dre and the ice cubes and, and all that. And then, and, and, and the beaches and everything. I, I just assume that's just how they see California. I mean, cause if some people go them guys that come to where I live at the, from the college, they go, yeah, we, we, they came from some other, excuse me, from another part of the States. And they're like, yeah, we're going to California. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to go play ball at this school. And then they come to Susanville and you're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's not <laughs> the, the, the beach or, and, and all of that. Uh, growing up in the city uh, in Oakland, that's, that's what I saw. I can, I can go to the ocean jumping on the bus or whatever and seeing all that, but I'm not, wasn't, wasn't really sure on what, they wanted to do and then i know they were trying to raise money throughout the whole sorry about the crime baby in the background um but the the money that they were raising i was like how much do you guys think you need to go to california (laughs) because i've lived here my whole life and shit the struggle was real or still is real but i'm like damn i mean you can't fill up a gas tank full of money and just come to california i mean I, i don't i don't know what their what their plan is but uh I liked their idea. They had an idea what they wanted to do. Well, California is the place to go. Let's go. And I was just, I was just thinking, like, why, why do you want to come here? I mean, I, mean, I love my state. I mean, I'm killing Cali to the end. But I was just like, all right. Well, maybe it's just that's how I think because I'm from California. But I don't know. Uh, hopefully, they find what they're looking for. That's what I want. I just think it shows the nativity of them all. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? For sure. I, I think episode seven, you know, hit, hit hardest for me because I mean, that's, you know, I, I, I lost a buddy two weeks ago to suicide, you know, and he's two years older than me. And it, like two years prior or the past two years before that, I've lost two, two buddies to suicide. So it's like, it's real in my, you know, circle of my family and uh, seeing it, you know, I think was, was, I wasn't expecting to actually like see it, you know, the feet dangling. I think that was just like, I just seeing her reaction, like that's what made me cry because initially I was just like, I know I thought she was just going to run out the room, but she just almost had that. Like, I almost thought of like gladiator when he found his wife like hanging and he was like crying on her feet, like holding her feet like that, like hit me the same way when I saw that. So it was real, it was, it was, it was really emotional, really moving, but uh, it also gave you a lot of like, even though you know they're naive and like these kids have no idea what they're like in for in California, they don't know what they want in life. Like their conviction made sense. It's like, Oh, they just want to get the fuck out. Like I get it. And it made sense why Laura was the only one that was like really hell bent on getting out. And everyone else was kind of half in half out or like, I don't know. I'm following along cause it's my friend, but I, I don't want to go. So episode seven was amazing. The, 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 them wanting to leave uh, their home. Uh, my son left. Uh, the res where we live now to where my wife's from and uh, he as soon as he graduated from high school he turned 18 he's like i'm i'm out of here 
he could his talking to him he was like he goes i love where i'm from i love seeing my family and all, all his relations that are here on the rest he said but i see a lot of these people that live here don't do anything he, and I, I said well, what do you mean he goes he goes there's there's drugs and alcohol everywhere he was like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like my friends. I see the ones that are that are not going to leave here. And he has friends that have never left here. They only know Susanville. Like the biggest city they've gone to was Reno, which is like 90 miles away. That That's the biggest little city in the world. But, and he was like, I want, he goes, I want to see what I want to see. He's gone to the Bay Area his whole life just because of, uh, the, of the, of, I'm from there. And he's got plenty of family down there. So that's where he goes. That's where I'm going to start my life. So he packed all his stuff up. He had, he found two jobs before he even left here. And he went down there, found a place to live. And he, and he still lives there today. He was living in a nice little bougie area, but then all his roommates moved out and he couldn't afford it anymore. So now he lives in the hood, him and his girlfriend, but he, he likes it there. He goes, I love it here. He goes, Other than, uh, my brothers still live there. My oldest and my younger brother still live in Oakland. So he gets to see them a lot. And uh, plus everyone I grew up with, not everybody. Uh, some of us have moved out of there. And yes, some of us have uh, taken their own lives with suicide. And yeah, that that episode really, really hit me. Um, uh, one of my buddies, uh, just talking to him and trying to get him through his situation and it was like what daniel was going through his mom and dad just always fighting and everything and he wanted to leave oakland too and then it just he succumbed to all the the issues that he was dealing with and he, he took his life just with pills and uh, that that was that, that that really kicked me in the ass in high school so i mean just seeing movies like that in this uh it was kind of rough there's been stuff people here that i've grew up with or not grew up with the people i've known since i lived here uh on this res that have taken their lives as well i mean a lady next door she she took her life and uh some other people like down the road and on the other side of the res have also taken their lives don't don't really know why but it, it's something that's real i mean and, and younger kids too so when when that was happening, I I would I didn't find my buddy, but we we came later, and I, I like I felt Alora Dannon's uh, her her love for her friend and the just what she felt when she found him hanging there. Ah, I was like, oh, I knew it was coming when she was walking towards that little place they hung out. I was. I didn't want to see his feet dangling there. I just, I just maybe wanted to see maybe someone they'll just show his feet and him laying on the ground. And, but then as soon as I saw that, I was just like, Oh man, it just, my the tears were coming out of my eyes before she even walked into that place where he was hanging there. And then I was like, Oh man, but it was, it was, a, it was, it was rough. I mean, we laughed through the whole thing. And there was times where we got angry with episodes and then we were sad. And that's what I loved about the show. It hit you everywhere. All the feelings that you can have, it hits you there. I mean, to go to whatever the episode with um, Pump Pumpkin Lusty, 
the greasy fry bread guy. Yeah, that's four. Uh, it was funny. I was like, wait, what is this? When the video started in the beginning, and I laughed. It was a catchy little tune. But when we find out that that he is he's a dead, this is the deadbeat guy that uh, Bear's mom was talking about. That hit me too because I know a plenty of dead deadbeat dads. Uh, my grandson's dad is uh, that's I was uh, it was just making me mad on on how it was. plus some of my personal friends have also been uh, not there for their kids and talking to them over and over or talking to my grandson's dad and he just didn't want to listen and I'm like what what, what why so I mean that, I enjoyed the episode um yeah it made me mad <laughs> just because of how he was treating his son hearing my friends talk to their kids oh man i'll be there i'll be there and then not showing up at all and that that was that was pissing me off so but i don't know what happened afterwards with uh, the the guy in his real life but it was just oh man i love that episode i watched it plenty of times and and i did listen to that song but that that character just made me mad i was like uh because i knew plenty of guys like that i mean i've never done that uh i was raised my dad he worked his ass off for us all the time so that's where i learned my worth my work ethic uh, about getting up early and, and doing doing for your family so i'm like all right cool I, I like that so but yeah when i see deadbeat dads it just it kills me my buddy today man i love him to death i've known him since we we're real really little and that fool does not he will not change he's he's still the same but he's my buddy so i just gotta uh i do yell at him though i i, I what the fuck's the matter with you man <laughs> take care of your kids but, uh, yeah that that episode that, that that one really bummed me out <laughs> yeah that's what's awesome about this show is there's so many i mean it elicits so many emotions i mean it's not a comedy you want to call it a comedy you want to call it a drama it's like has so many different layers to it and it's it's freaking awesome i trying to think of another that bummed me out too like that was funny like punk and lusty but then like when you're older it's like god what a piece of shit like mm. because like yeah like i know some some people that live around where i'm from like they're like that like just just a boy trying to getting getting women pregnant and not taking responsibility you know it's it's fucked up and it's like fuck i'm trying to think if there's any any other parts that bum me out like made me mad you know like i can't remember oh another one uh, when those guys disrespected um uh gary farmer what was his name in the show um Uncle Brownie. Uncle Brownie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, he tried, when he rolled up on them, uh, those two dudes uh, with his big old jar of weed. And they're like, I don't fuck with, we only fuck with the good shit. And I was like, well, fuckers, respect, respect the G. But I understand, I understand, man. Today's weed isn't like how it was back when we were out there getting down. But <laughs> yeah, I'd like, I wanted to know what that thing smelled like. He said it was buried underground for 15 years. <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I don't know what it could have grew other things on i, I wouldn't have yeah. smoked, i wouldn't have smoked it <laughs> i mean i, I i've smoked uh, old dried out weed but i and that's bad i couldn't imagine something being 15 years old and, and lighten up but 
But that 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 episode was hilarious. Seeing um the guy, the the bud tender or whatever they call those guys. Uh, what's the the comedian's name? Oh, Bobby Wilson. Wilson. Bobby Wilson. Yeah, yeah him. Was it great... was awesome to yeah. see him. I, I mean, I loved him on Rutherford Falls. It, him and uh, Julia Jones. It was amazing what they did on that show. But when he popped in there on just that one episode, was was awesome. And I loved it. It was like new school meeting with old school with the weed. And when they said, hey, man, why don't you give him a hit of the new stuff and pulled out that big uh, that big bong. It's like, yeah, man, step into the time machine. That was, <laughs> that was hella funny. And I loved it once uh, when he was hitting and the smoke was gonna, coming out. Bobby was like blessing himself. <laughs> they all started blessing themselves, yeah. <laughs> that, that was awesome. But I loved what... Um, uh, Uncle Beanie was talking about when he was telling him, teaching him how to be, how to be a warrior. I mean, everything he said a lot because he did tell him he was like, "Look, man," he goes, well, "I'm not gonna show you anything because you gotta listen." And it was good that Bear did listen. All of them did uh, throughout that whole little car ride and them hanging out with him for the day. But I assume they're gonna talk about it in the second season at the end of that episode when Willie was sitting in the bar, and she had that bag of hair. Well, oh, yeah, gave it to the dude to see if he can get a curse done. Um, they never, I just assume they're going to deal with that the next season. They never mm-hmm. did anything with it. So, because wasn't that the hair of um, Jackie? Jackie, Jackie. Yeah, yeah, a little blonde one. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, I've seen pictures of her, how she looks now. And I said, oh, that blonde hair was not you. So <laughs> I assume that's going to come into play next season, because at the end of the season, we do see Jackie taking off with a Lord Dannon. And I want to know why they didn't pick up bear, but I don't know. We'll see next season. Did you guys get enough? The William Knifeman at the, in the, the very last episode <laughs> he comes back oh with uh uncle brownie yeah, oh, yeah. in yeah. the field that's a brave man for being able to just bear it all right in the field. Like, damn jerry farmer just can't keep his clothes on <laughs> well, he was naked in power highway yeah yeah he was <laughs> his call back i got too much shame i couldn't do it <laughs> I'll be naked yeah. anywhere, man. Just, just let let me be naked, and I'll I'll do it. <laughs> I got you. You got no trousers on right now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was a little nervous know. when he woke Sucks. up, and like in the field, and it was like all hazy. I'm like, oh, they just didn't kill Brownie, right? Like they didn't just kill him. Like, nah. but <laughs> I thought, oh, he's was... in the spirit world. His whole little story in that episode is my favorite part because, like, not like cutting like the um, the tornado ceremony like he's like, i need an axe to um change direction of the tornado and i was watching this episode with steven and i was like that's real <laughs> like, um russ knows uh warren Boynty, our friend r.i.p but um he was telling me stories about his grandma and she knew songs and ceremonies of, like change the direction of tornadoes or split them in half or stop them from coming to uh, in your direction mm. i just love that they incorporated that into the show. That's awesome. Yeah, the um, stories I've always heard about changing directions of tornadoes was trying to capture some of it in like a, you're supposed to put out like a turtle show, like outside your house. You're supposed to try to catch, catch a part of the tornado 
It causes it to change directions. Yeah. Well, I'll stop. They brought that in there. Yeah. We don't have tornadoes over here. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not yet. They're saying they're coming. I don't know. I've seen some some twisters, but not not like (laughs) what you guys are dealing with. Um, But really quick, um, the tall man. What did that represent? That was something that was new to me. I wasn't yeah. sure. Explain, a, explain to us Navajos. What's, what's yeah. that tall man? Is that an Oklahoma thing or what? Because <laughs> none, none, none of us are tall over here. <laughs> well, I just had the historical natives on, and we were talking about that. They were talking about, um, God dang it. It's like tall man Sam or something like that. And they explained it the exact same way they showed it on the show. So what it is, it's like a um, a spirit that comes around and it makes you like commit suicide. That's what it is for them up there, and it's tall as wow. fuck with uh, bright red eyes. Now, see, I don't know if like that's what they're aiming for because in the show they made it seem like it was maybe a spirit of Daniel, but then when they told me that, I was like, so was it just around him to where it made him like want to commit like it? it brought it on easier for him to do it, you know? So up there, like, that's what the tall man is for them is it brings you down lower and lower and lower and lower enough to where you just don't feel like, you know, you're not enough for anybody or you're not wanted around and you just commit suicide. It does its job. And so to the show, like I never heard of the tall man. I thought it was Bigfoot, but I'd never seen like red eyes or anything. So I think the show is just kind of pulling different stories from everywhere maybe and it's just kind of pulling everything together to make a giant reservation because <laughs> it doesn't and they, they use creek words but they don't say like they're creek you know like right yeah so i was waiting for like i was thinking i watched like the last four episodes today and i was wondering like they don't talk like they're from oklahoma Cause y'all a bunch of country bumpkins up there, and I never heard no y'alls or cockies. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for all that. What was uh, I think I asked Tyler this too? Another, I don't know if it's an Oklahoma thing or you know, and, uh, like other Native nations do this, but they had the houses over the grave or those little shelters. What was that all about? Yeah, um, yeah, it's one of those things. Like I. It's just the thing that we've always done. I think it's like a Muscogee thing. Um, it's supposed to be like uh, you put the, the house over that's so that the spirit has a place to go. Like was um, kind of familiar to home. <laughs> so like the spirit doesn't actually leave for four days. And so you build a little house and then uh, spirit can like go back at night or like when the family comes to visit. And then it has, like I said, it has a place to go. But like traditionally, you build them one time and then like it just rots. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be like go back to the earth. Mm. And uh, but I guess to, in like today's, they don't let them just rot. They fix them back up. But yeah, that's the thing that, like I said, I don't I've never seen that anywhere else other than just around here. Uh, I know Will Sampson has one on his grave. I was down there at Grave Creek Cemetery where he's buried at. And there was one there. They're still down there in that area. It's like them old, like, you know, Creek cemeteries. But most people don't do that anymore. 
but yeah, I've seen them. And like, when you ask me that, I'm like, you know, I don't know. Like, I just know that's just the thing that we do. Like I never asked, mm. you know, like I just never thought like if that was something that you shouldn't ask about or, you know, but then when I ask and I got the story <laughs> why we do that. <laughs> nice. So I thought that was kind of cool. Cause I got to learn something too, you know, but yeah. I was like shocked that they sang a Creek hymn. That was like the very first Creek hymn I learned at the end of that episode. And so mm-hmm. that was cool, man. I, I, that one, that brought tears to my eyes too. You know, I think I even took a picture of myself. Like I couldn't believe it. Like I heard that song like on a, like a network television show, you know, just sung by elders and that's something else. You know, I mean, that's never in a million years I ever thought you'd ever hear something like that, you know on a show like this. <laughs> so that was, that was awesome. It really was. Yeah. Cause uh, that was the first time I had seen that, or I didn't even know that they, they did, they built those little houses over, but um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. everybody, <laughs> my grand, my grand nah, Go in there. Good. Go in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's hilarious i think I, I think i like watching it while it's on mute too because it's just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that yeah he should be asleep but <laughs> kidding, really. but yeah seeing those uh little things over the over the graves i thought i i knew it was something but i, I didn't never i didn't never seen it or heard about it and i was glad that they did that too and them singing at the end of that yeah i thought that was that really drove the message home uh, of that episode uh but one of the things that i loved about this show was our characters was white steve um that scene when they, he was when they were rapping when they're during the tornado so was he just a, a little white kid that lived on the res or was he just one of the He's light skinned. He's light skinned. Light skinned, yeah. Okay. <laughs> light skinned native. We all got that friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I like I liked that. I thought it was cool. And I mean, he took that name in stride. Like he, he knows it. They, that's all they called him. White Steve. And, and yeah. <laughs> so um we had I had, I knew this one little kid. Um, and yeah, he, he was light skinned. And I remember asking his name, hey, what, hey brother, what's your name? He goes, half breed. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. wait, say it again. Half breed. I went, that's your name, half breed. Well, that's what my uncles call me. And, I'm oh, like, and his uncles are like <laughs> darker than me. And I was like, that, well, that's messed up. But he still to this day, they call him that. And I'm, he's, he said he's all right with it. He doesn't care. He knows who he is and everything. But I was like, all I right. Own it. Yeah, but, but White Steve, I mean, he was cool. I mean, he, he was he was down for his crew. He he did everything. But that that the the scene when they were in the the little uh, center when they were trying to ride out the tornado, you had the Indian Mafia and and the Res Dogs, and that for that one moment, they were all cool with each other because they were all laughing and hanging around. Because when they first got in, it looked like they were all like mad dogging each other, but then. Once they were all getting up, and then when White Steve got up and he started dropping his rhymes and everything, I, I just I thought that was all cool. That that made me laugh. But then, it's like as soon as they left, they became enemies again. I mean, I've been in a situation with that. I mean, going to uh, powwows, 
the, the biggest one that we had uh, for us that we went every year was Stanford powwow in Palo Alto, California. And that was our powwow, every, all the natives from the Bay area. And when other people tried to come in from other parts uh, of the country and try to get rough and tough with us, like, no, you can't do that here. This, this is our place. But, and, but then at the end of the weekend, we were all laughing around and, and we're all dancing and singing and everything. So I, I thought that was really cool on what they did there. But yeah, as soon as they left that room, boom, they became mortal enemies again. But it was cool. I liked, I liked what they were doing there. And another thing, is Big the only tribal policeman on that force? There was one. They brought up Here's that another guy, wasn't there? Because he's like, why isn't so-and-so here? And he's like, oh, yeah. we called in six, so you got me. So this they might bring oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus episode. <laughs> oh dude, it's cheese. <laughs> Jesus junior detective there. <laughs> I thought it was funny that they took him out to like investigate the catfish heads. <laughs> He's just driving them around. Yeah. Did they ever say what that was? Remember at the end of the first episode in the oh. credits where the chopped off catfish heads in the shoes? And Biggs is there and looking at everything, and they never like say he just says like in the next episode I think is he thinks it's Bigfoot activity, yeah, and that's it. They don't ever. I was like, fuck, come on. Yeah, I would like to see more of him just investigating weird things, weird native things. Yeah, spin off. Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. his X Files, but with him. Yeah, that'd be a good spin off. That'd be a good spin off. (laughs) Accidentally himself into everything. Are oh. there other big people in the area over there? Yeah. Because I know here in California, it's they're, they're all over the place. Yeah, we have some here. Um, don't really know too much about them. I just, well, different, like, okay, so stories from Comanches. I think Comanches is they believe that when they could go through trees, like certain trees into another dimension or it's like a portal so when you see them like in the woods and they just disappear then they go into a tree and they disappear into that portal and they go into that dimension wherever they go that's what they say um for us i don't know like pawnees don't really have any stories about bigfoot they just kind of hang around or go about their business and just leave them alone you know like they don't mean any harm you know just don't fuck with them i guess but that's that's what Com- I've heard of Comanche stories from that. I don't know about Tyler. I don't know if you've heard anything through Creeks. Uh, yeah, we got like several actually. Like I think I told y'all like uh, Ihosa or Ihosa is like uh, Bigfoot. That's what that's our word for Bigfoot or tall man. And uh, they're like spirits. And um, it's kind of like what Big said in the in the show. Like if they don't want to be seen, you don't. You know, they don't, you don't get to see them. But a lot of times, like, children are the only ones that really, like, see them. <laughs> but, like, um, I don't know if it was just, like, a story just to, like, scare kids. But, like, to not to go into the woods because that's how you get lost. Like, they'll lead you into the woods and then you won't ever be seen again. Like, they'll just wander off and, like, you just to take you somewhere. <laughs> like, I don't know. They just said, like, you know, don't go out there because he, he hosts us out there, you know. But my favorite one is uh, Este Jepko. He's like a Bigfoot, but um, he's got a big dick. And like he whips it against, <laughs> whips it. Ag- yeah. He like whips it against a tree. 
Ouch. So, like you hear like the <laughs> you, hear the, you hear the smack, yeah. you hear the, the dick whip. <laughs> you hear, when you hear this that, is, you're dead. That's yeah. the story. The last like, thing like you a, hear. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the story. Like that, yeah, they'll, they'll they'll get you too. You hear that? But yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those are the two that i know i mean i know there's other but like i said but i've heard they're like spirits and like you just it's just something you don't mess with and i mean we got words for it i mean it is what it is i mean it ain't, you better you better check the translation man that don't sound yeah. right man. That's, that's what it is it's like okay so estes man and you don't, you don't i i trust you just goes long so like long man, <laughs> oh, that's, that's the translation. I ain't lying. Oh. Watch out for big uh, dicks. Yeah, este 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 Jepko is is it or este Jepko? But yeah, that's it. <laughs> That'd be my luck, dude. I'd be the one in the forest who gets hit in the face with Bigfoot's dick. Minding <laughs> <laughs> oh, my own business, fucking sleeping, and then. Whoa. <laughs> Oh man, oh, yeah, that's my favorite. We had all all kinds of monsters in our in our culture, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm that, sure all y'all do. But in that got... cheese in that cheese episode, remember they mentioned LPs? Or I'll just say, yeah, don't be yeah. saying that. Oh, <laughs> my smudge. But yeah, they mentioned LPs, but they never really go into it. They just they find those little um, copper copper figures. Yeah, copper copper figures. Yeah, and it's freaking everybody out. Yeah, <laughs> they're, the, they're the ones that make those. No, uh, nah. West Duty was making those. West Duty was making yeah, but they thought it. They thought, uh, is that what he was doing? Or that's what he yeah, that's what he said. He was they was putting them up, but then he was just like, like he's trying to get his get art out there. Or out. Shit. Yeah, yeah oh. get the art out there. That's right. <laughs> it was like freaking everybody yeah, out, like freaking everyone out because <laughs> they're around here. Uh, where I'm at, Ugh. yeah, they're um, they live in the rocks down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen them. I only heard those stories. Right, I think when, this when is I the part here. where I, I go ahead and click off. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably different. I don't know if it's the same. As, well, the well same I, over there, <laughs> I think that's what's awesome is like that. Like even just how you all are reacting. Like we don't have that, you know, uh, in the Phoenix area or you know back on my res, but. You know, just that that the community would assume that first more than an artist, you know, just trying to get their work out. They're like, oh, oh yeah. shit, it's got to be that. <laughs> There's no way it's somebody just trying to push their content out, you know? We were talking about that earlier tonight, and I was just like, okay, man, like, this is getting too real, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's time to check out. Yeah. I just think Native people are just the most superstitious people. If, if anything happens anyway. to me, it's always ghosts before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's anything like, else yeah yeah who, who who gudgy me who did this who's out to get me who did i piss mm-hmm. off it's never mm-hmm. like yeah happenstance for sure we got, we got those water babies and the monster in uh pyramid lake oh, oh yeah. pyramid lake for sure dude i'm like 15 minutes away dude <laughs> oh man i'm good uh, <laughs> i've been there a few times but uh nah uh one of my friends told me that he was out on the lake uh in his boat and then all of a sudden it just he goes he felt like something went under him and then his boat started to spin like out of just out of nowhere just 
started spinning like something went by real quick and the the motion of the of the, the water turned his boat like 180 he said it kind of like all right and uh he's a white guy and he 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 used to go out with a native uh, girl and she was the one that told him all these stories about everything that goes on out there so he was like all right and i kind of just said hey i'm i'm just fishing I'm not disrespecting. And he said he started up his motor and rode back to shore. <laughs> he said he was but see, and that's uh for for the most part, anything that I hear, you know, regarding like Pyramid Lake, whatever the case may be, usually comes from James. You know, <laughs> pretty much any any of these stories, like when we were going through watching all of these episodes, you know, half the stuff is stuff I haven't even heard of, you know. Um, like for example, the deer lady or whatever. And so I, I always go to James. And one of one of the ones that he was telling me about was the was it the Pyramid Lake snake? Is that right, James? Yeah. So maybe, our, maybe you could shed some. Yeah, yeah. You should shed some light on that one, dude, because that thing is terrifying. It's just like pretty much our Loch Ness, and like Nez was saying, there's all these stories. I have one where this guy named coincidentally Steve, he was going to work. And he worked really early in the morning. He just so happened to be driving. And he'd look over at the lake and just seen this big old fin just come up and go down. Then he was, I heard that when I was like 12 years old. And it, we were camping by the lake. And I was like, yeah, nope, I'm sleeping in the van. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can sleep outside. The, the, one that scared, the, the, the one that scared me was the first one that I heard. Um, we were out there and I was younger. And uh, my uh, friend's dad was telling us, or no, uh, his uncle was telling us stories about, he started off with the water babies and that scared the hell out of me. But then he went to the, to the monster, the snake, whatever's in the lake and how he was saying that some white people came up and they were looking for it. Like they went into the lake to search the bottom and he was telling, he goes, hey, they're never going to find it. And we were like, well, where did it go? He said, this is what he told us. He said, there's a tunnel from pyramid lake all the way up to lake tahoe yeah, i so heard that too they, they know when they know that it's something's coming to try to look for it it swims in a tunnel or then goes up to the water the lake tahoe and then when it knows the coast is clear comes back and, and just the the stories that they were telling me i've seen drawings of it as well um none of them look the same they, they all look different but i'm like nah, i'm good and multiple multiple people have seen it and uh, the elders were telling us, he goes, yeah, it's, it's just a protector that don't need, don't need to be to worry about it. As long as you uh, treat the land and treat the lake good, you're fine. He goes, because, because there's people that, that come from out of town or whatever, they come to the lake, disrespect the lake, and then they disappear. And there's been plenty of incidences where that's happened out there. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm, I get scared when I just drive by it. I drove by it like, um, a few weeks ago because the highway where I go home 395 was shut down because of the fire. And I had to take that back road by, by pyramid Lake. And, and that's scary going back there. Cause I think of the Hills have eyes and all that <laughs> on that, on that back dirt road all the was way. Was it at night ago. too or no? Yeah, it was at night. Oh, it's worse because it's just but black. It's, yeah. It's yeah, terrible. There's nothing out there. <laughs> nothing out there, but luckily uh, I was scared at first before uh, just riding the lake. And, and then once you get to the dirt road, I was like, am I going the right way? Cause I've did, I've done it once during the day, but at night I didn't, yeah, it's black. You can't see nothing. Out there. There's no lights or anything out there. 
So I was like, oh man, but since the fire was going and a lot of people were leaving, they were, there was plenty of people on that highway. So I'm like, all right, so nothing's going to happen to me because there's a ton <laughs> of people on this road going the opposite direction of where I was going. So I, I felt a little safer, but yeah, that's, it's an awesome lake, but the things that I've heard growing up and I'm like, oh, I'm good. The, the one that scared me the most was my, my buddy, same buddy that when he was on the boat and his, in his spun. He was out. He got up one night to go to the restroom and he was just standing outside middle of the night. Everyone was asleep. He said he heard giggling. And I was like, what did you hear? He goes, I heard like little kids giggling. Said he got scared, jumped back in his camper because he thought of the water babies. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so, so I don't go out there. I don't, don't, I don't camp or fish or anything in that lake. I'm, I'm good. Hey, you know, I had a quick question, really quick. You just did your episode four. Did you have what kind of reaction did you get from that? Because you touched on some pretty heavy topics. Um, I mean, it's all been positive so far. I think. That's, uh, I mean, I, I was hope so because like you just addressed like a lot of things, just real spot on, and like I was just very impressed with how you spoke about those topics about you know, uh, our black natives and, you know, the freedmen and all of that. Yeah, for sure. What well, so, you know, for those of you that hadn't learned, I mean, or I don't know if you, if everyone here has known about like the, the chatter on social media with like the anti-blackness in the show. Um, if you, if you even search anti-blackness, res dogs on Twitter, Tumblr, like it, you'll see all the threads. And I, I had really just talked about it and I, I prolonged episode four, just because of that like i mm -hmm. took me a while to digest it because when i watch episode four i didn't see any of that i just thought like the, the music video was whack and that was it like i didn't <laughs> see anything other than you know but for 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 people who aren't familiar with our communities who don't know native people who only have seen like caricature versions of us um you know they come and see punk and lusty and they're like that's blackface that dude's like putting on a costume you know but it's like that dude's a tattoo artist by trade He's a, you know, hip hop artist by trade. Like this is what he does. Like none of that was makeup or costume. It's like, say what you want about what you think our people are. Like that's who we are. Um, and I think there's a, a, a really honest conversation that needs to be had about like who can or can't participate in hip hop. And that's like a whole separate intellectual conversation. But I think like this, that intersection along with like um, this being set in Oklahoma and the the five civilized tribes you know and the relationship with the freedmen i think it was just ripe for like an anti-black conversation to come up and there is anti-blackness like in our communities like in all native communities and a lot of it is like fed from our media and uh i think our black relatives i kind of talked about the evolution of black representation in television and media and how like they've progressed so far where like we're trying to follow lockstep with where they're going <clears throat> And I feel like we're like 20, 30 years behind them. And so you see a show like Res Dogs come up and you're like, great, you know, they're going to get it right. And, you know, they miss in a few areas. Um, or the, I, there's the opportunity to say that they've missed and then the conversation starts and it's, you know, it is where it is. But yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it, it took me a while to think about it. Um, but I think overall it's, it's nothing is above criticism. I mean, yeah. it's like, I, I think that once I heard somebody say that, I was like, that makes sense. It's like, it's, it's art, you know, you have to critique it, you know, and just because you love it doesn't mean you can like not point out the flaws, 
And, right. you know, I think Stenjati, that whole situation, that was unfortunate because, you know, he's probably a different person now. Seven years is a long time, but, you know, Twitter holds all things, you know, I mean, you say it once, it's out there forever. So, you know, regardless of the person who he is today, you know, he got cut from the show and, you know, I, I think it's uh, given everything really centered around his episode too. I think it's a, it's a good look for the show, but um, I think I was like, you know, we all know a bunch of deadbeat dads, but I'm like, why couldn't this guy have been in a drum group or been like on the rodeo circuit? Like it would have fit right. just perfect, you know, mm-hmm. and it would, been, it would have been more native than anything else, you know, than a yeah. native rapper. But yeah, I have, I've heard nothing but positive things so far. You know, I That's haven't good. heard a lot of negative feedback. What What was the, the, the anti-blackness people were saying? I, I, I didn't catch any of it in, in that episode. Yeah, what were well, they saying? Well, so like some of the big ones is so like use of like black scent. So AAVE is like how it's commonly termed in online African-American vernacular English. When you like try to talk black or what you think a black person sounds like. So prime example is like Aquafina when she first came on the scene and like how she doesn't talk like that now, you know, and like another prime example is Malibu's Most Wanted, like Jamie characters, Jamie Kennedy's whole character, like that's black scent. It's like you're putting... Yeah, you're you're putting on the accent for like opportunity for, for opportunity because you see it as a opportunity to either gain clout or profit or status. And uh I think for people that don't know native communities, like they see Moose and Miko, they see Lil Mike and Funny Bone, and they're like, Oh, that's black scent. But these guys that like, grew up in Oklahoma City, you know, like in the city, like they're from the city. That's everyone I've heard that knows them, they're like, that's how they talk all the time. Same thing with Sten Jotty, like they heard Sten Jotty basically dressed like a mumble rapper like looking like a mumble rapper talking the way he does i think people that aren't familiar with our communities or don't know us or don't know how we came to be where we are and our our proximity to urban communities and i think they see that and they're like oh that's that's anti-blackness you know they're 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 putting on a show you know they're just they're just picking pieces of what they think you know are cool and they they, they put that on and so I think those are like the biggest, the biggest ones. And All I think right, because, go ahead. Because go ahead. I grew up uh, with some guys like that. And I, they still talk like that today. And they're all 50 years old now, same age as me. <laughs> and they still sound that way. I grew up with them talking that with that way. And I, I grew up in pretty much the same neighborhood. Um, not to say that I, I, I was talking like that. Yeah, I, I use the slang and everything. I don't use it as much when I'm here with my family. But when I'm around my friends that I grew up with that talk that way, I see myself not using the accent or anything, which I've never have, but some some words come out. And I'm not saying that I haven't used uh, the N word with the A, not the E-R. Yeah, because a lot of my friends, a lot of my black friends spoke like that. I mean, they did their their families. And I heard it all the time. And I never I never took it as as, as younger growing up. I never took it as it being a bad a bad word. It was just something how they were saying it. But as I got older, I went, all right, I could see why some, some people don't want to use that word. Yeah. And this is like a super nuanced conversation that has like so many facets to it. I mean, like prime examples, like, uh, like fat Joe, you know, he's Latino. He has no issues using that word because of the community he grew up because of Puerto Rican proximity you know, like I think he's in from Brooklyn because of their proximity to like black communities. Like that's that's a whole other conversation. But like natives, they fall into a lot of those same situations where like we grow up, 
you know, not me, not me. I did. I grew up on the res, you know, like I didn't, you know, I grew up on the Navajo res in my town. It's like, if you talk like that, everyone's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you like? It was, it was, it was a front, you know, it was a show and we would get called out for it. It's like, what are you doing? But it's like the identity crisis of like Indian country where it's like people point that out, but then like Willie Jack, like the, 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 the permeation of like Chola, Cholo culture in Indian country, like that wasn't talked about. That wasn't criticized, but like, that's so real for us. Like that's like mm -hmm. that same with goth culture, metal culture, you know, anime culture now more recently, it's like, we don't have a culture. We don't have, this is what happens when you have a entire community that has no accurate representation on television. So we glom onto anything that's close enough or that's drastically different than the norm. And so I think that it's difficult to have that conversation to people that have no idea that, that natives are everywhere. And so mm -hmm. there is no, you know, that little whole popular thing of like, we're not a monolith. It's like, we're not one thing. Like my res is completely different from Tyler's and Russell's and, you know, where Kevin lives, his res, it's way different than the res that he's from and I'm from. And even just different parts of our res, it's so different. Our families and our relationships with our communities, even within the government itself, it, it creates such nuanced communities. And I think it's hard for people to even understand that. Because as native people, like we watch that and we just get it. But people who don't know us, they see that and they just, it gives them an opportunity to make assumptions and make connections that may or may not necessarily be there. And I think that's sort of the brilliance of the show. I mean, in, in a way, and I say that tongue in cheek because like they don't feel the need to have to explain that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. Like people that know, just know. And I can't speak for Russell or anything, but like, the people that dress like that and talk like that, where I'm from, we saw them as opposite. They're like, oh, oh, oh god, uh oh, Tyler, three guys, start over, <laughs> start over. <laughs> hey Tyler, you cut out. We missed the good. We missed the point. <laughs> <laughs> He's still frozen. That's why we don't talk about little people, right? Oh, yeah, James. Go out there and shake the dish. Oh, no. <laughs> Shoot up that Wi-Fi. Yeah. We didn't hear anything. <laughs> got to start over. He's frozen. Oh, God. Oh, God. They're oh, eating well, the modem. Well, <laughs> while we wait. I mean, um, they stole my router. <laughs> I, being uh, growing up in the city, moving to the res here, going back and forth to to my parents' res in Arizona, people always looked at me as an outsider. Uh, me and my brother, when we go there, I mean, we don't. We, I can see it now. When I was a kid, I it kind of blew my mind. I, I didn't, I don't sound like them, and I don't look like them. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And then as I got older, I'm like, all right, because I mean, it's true though. Uh, I go down there to where I listen to to my family, mainly my cousin Jay. He's got that Navajo accent that's thick, and mm -hmm. it, and it's sometimes it's hard to understand. And when he calls me on the phone, I gotta like what say it again. Uh, it's different when I'm right face to face. I can at least read his lips and everything, but it, it's different because when I get down there and I start talking immediately, where are you from? You're not from here, and I'm like, oh, well, I I grew up in California my whole life, and. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, who are your family? But they, they, their tune changes when I tell them that I know my family there and I know my clans and everything. So they're like, all right, you're, you're not just a city boy. But 
it, it, it's 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 different and, it, and it's weird it, it, it kind of hurt me a little bit when i was growing up like you're not from here you're an outsider i'm like mm-hmm. look, my skin color is as dark as yours and it, it but they were like you're not from here you don't know this res life uh i know the res life here a little more than i do down there but i do know it not as much i i can't say that i'm uh yes from my heart that's that's the motherland but i mean I, i've just spent summers there i've never lived yeah. lived there well it, it, and frankly it makes sense though you're like you grew up in oakland you know yeah. you grew up you grew up around the minorities like you 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 naturally assimilate to the whatever accent or uh tone you know or the phrases the, the vernacular that's being used in the community that you grew up around like it just makes sense like that's why i think that people i don't know what people think like where we live but we live we- everywhere We'll see. And I mean, just just being from where I'm actually from a, a little town in California called Bishop. I don't know if anybody knows what Bishop is. Um, middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It, it, it's definitely in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, like uh, I used to go to like a native daycare and all sorts of stuff, stuff that I actually never really understood until I got older. Right. So uh, but like you're saying, I've always known, like I, I've grown up with native friends left and right. I've been to powwows and different locations, not understanding that, like you were saying, um, that you might come from one location to another, but then you feel like an outsider. And I'm like, well, how do you get like, why are you feeling like an outsider or whatever the case may be? Because I, I didn't understand that, like, you know, there's different groups. And so, uh, that's that's kind of crazy to me but at the same time like what you were saying ian um is just about how people try to pick everything apart for something that they don't understand and they're absolutely going to pick it apart for something like this that has gained so much steam right um they're they're going to find anything that they possibly can to call it out for being what it's what it's not or what it's what they're saying is an issue with it right so and i i think that's in a, in a way it's a good thing because that's just giving reservation dogs the the steam that it needs you know what i'm saying it's giving it the attention that it needs because i i i mean so i i didn't really talk about like how how this season really went for me but i mean it started out with a bang first you see these kids stealing a fucking chip truck hilarious dude yeah and then you know it starts getting into the lore and stuff and i like i was saying i I didn't understand most of it so i'd be like hey james what's this what's this so not only does it have me laughing and i'm loving this show but it also has me learning about the culture of you know for or different lores or whatever the case may be that's a great point yeah which is and so like even though people are picking it apart and they're trying to say something bad about it it's like hey you know what maybe people will go watch it for themselves and be like oh well these people are wrong you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but it'll it'll actually give it a bigger community and i think that's good it's always good to have that conversation anyway um but i i've been friends with like different i i don't even know <laughs> what tribes everyone i'm friends with are from you know what i'm saying like i've hung out with different people i know some of my friends don't like my other friends but whatever you know but uh it's kind of crazy because like you're saying though i've seen people act similar to what we're seeing from um in episode four right and I've, I've heard people using that same um vernacular stuff like that but then at the same time, I've seen it on the other hand where it's like, why would they would probably be like, 
why the hell do you sound like that? Or why are you talking mm-hmm. like that? You know? So it's like, but I, I see a hundred percent where you're coming from where, yeah, natives are everywhere, man. And it's like for, you know, pyramid Lake is right here. I grew up in Carson city and you have, I think there's two separate reservations just in Carson city, you know, or like two different tribes right there. And so it's like, it's, it's a good thing to understand though. And I think that this show has definitely shined a really good light um on the native culture and just to you know bring it out and bring mm-hmm. everybody up and you have bill burr in the fucking show yeah i was so which stoked is, for that which yeah. is wild to me you know well i i think i think a great too that was valid that i saw online it's just like the and it and 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 it goes i think the conversation the question is how accurate should representation be like for for this show like i don't i don't know if they it's not it's not fair to put everything on their shoulders but for them it's like just getting the spectrum of like what we look like today and what we sound like today because i think the the popularized none of us none of us would get hired maybe kevin like the in in like the hollywood's perception of like what natives look like because he's got long hair you know like all of us look drastically different we're all native but we look drastically different we all have different skin tones we all sound different and i think that that was a gripe is like if you're setting this in oklahoma like where's the black natives and that was like it's a fair question you know and i think that it's a fair question moving forward it's just like black people are also black and native like uh and i thought there are black natives as well that just happen to be you know black by skin color or darker in skin color and so it's 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 all it's all a good question and a good criticism and a good conversation to have because this isn't it like this isn't it like thankfully there's going to be another season and if reservation dogs never addresses any of this fine because it's good it has so much steam there's enough there's going to be another show that comes out that's going to be have an opportunity to do something different and um yeah it's exciting and it at the same time too it's just like i get frustrated because it's like write what you know you have an entire native writer's room. They're all writing from their life experience. Like none of this is like, oh, no, 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 no. We can't put that person in there. It's like, no, no, this is my life. Like this is how I lived my life. These are my life experiences. I'm telling my story and, you know, it's based on reality. And so I, I don't know, a part of me dismisses it, but a part of me recognizes, you know, the validity in it too. So I think yeah, what, I this, what, this, what this show is, I mean, when people watch it, I mean, not not just non-natives watch the show. They'll think because uh, this is one of my buddies was telling me. He was like, "Is is that how it was, or is this how it is where, where you live at now?" And I'm like, "To a certain degree," I said. But every every res is different. I mean, it, it, we're we're not all the same. Like like Ian Tuba City, um, if they film that there, it would be cool. Um, a lot of them hanging out at the gas station on Friday nights and yeah. it w- would be cool <laughs> in, in high school games and everything. Yeah. But um, here it would be, be the same thing, hanging out at the casino uh, that down there in the parking lot where all those kids hang out and everything. But it's the, the thing that I don't want from, from this is um, since it just came out of nowhere and just blew up. Uh, we had Rutherford Falls earlier, which was awesome. I still love that show. And some people say it kind of pushed that show to the side. I don't think it did. I think it did. Cool. Awesome. We got two good native shows on, on two big TV networks. It is, is amazing. And it's awesome. And I'm glad that they're doing that. We got native writers and cast all doing the shows. I think, but the thing I don't want is it. what happened in the 90s with, uh, with Dances with Wolves. 
since that that hit then they started okay well they kevin costner had this movie in native let's see if we can other uh picture companies let's see if we can find the next dances with wolves because for a little bit after a while there was movies coming out you had the geronimos you had the Thunderhearts, and then renegades or no renegades was earlier but stuff like that you had these for a little bit there were there was a lot of native films that were in the theater and then all of a sudden they kind of just whoosh, they disappeared because i okay well we already used them up uh i don't want people to 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 take this i mean I, as to only way to say it is i don't want non-natives to take this idea and okay since they did it we can do it i don't think it will be the same unless it, it is an all native cast and all, and all native writers again but I don't, I don't know i i've seen that it's not just a native thing i've seen that uh in many different different cultures whatever is the, the flavor of the month you got the next thing like, uh, like star trek and star wars you had those when we were growing up and then you had the Battlestar Galacticas and then, then the Stargates and the all the other different wannabe Star Wars and Star Trek films or shows. I mean, th there was stuff like that because something hit. Uh, I don't want people to, uh, okay, well, we're, we're going to make our own Res Dogs. We're going to make our own Rutherford Falls and all that. I, I don't want that to happen because it it just seems like it'll it'll kind of just not really diminish what, what we have now, but I... I, I just don't want it to just sweep everything out of the way and everyone, okay, well, we're tired of natives. Let's, let's, let's find someone else now, a different culture to, to, to put in the to spotlight. But what this show is, is, is what I love about it is uh, the main thing is on how real it is. And to, for non-natives to have questions. I mean, we, we were native and we had questions about the dear woman and the tall man and all that. So, I mean, it, it, it's good. It's a good conversation thing because when this show, and I was hyping it up to all my friends, Oh man, you guys got to watch this. You got to watch this. My buddy watched it. He goes, it was cool. He goes, but I didn't understand any of the humor. I didn't get any of the native things. And so I had to explain it to him and he was like, Oh, okay. So uh, he, he, he enjoys the show. Now he always has questions when, when we're sitting there talking around, but I, I just don't want someone to hey this this show's hitting Let, let's let's make our own version well so i think what i think uh i used to think that i used to think that there's no market for native stories simply because i would i used to think that only natives will show up to watch it and i think that what makes me nervous it's, it's kind of in the same vein as what you said kevin is that the show is going to thrive on the viewership of non-natives like there's not enough native people to drive a show. I mean, even if we all showed up, which would be amazing, we're not going to, we just don't do that. But I think, <laughs> I think like this is non-native viewership that's going to show and fuel this show, fuel Rutherford Falls. And it's like, I feel like white guilt's at an all time high <laughs> and they're going to show up for <laughs> stuff like this because, you know, you have a show centered around like removing a statue when Rutherford Falls and you have a show around like youth rebellion and Indian country and res dogs. And it's, I mean, it's like, when is that going to run out? And you're absolutely right. And it's like, when is that going to actually like, just, is it, is the keg going to be tapped and the party's over? Or like, is there actually going to be genuine interest in hearing our stories and letting us control the narrative? Cause I want this show to, to go on other than I want to see the further adventures of, of the res dogs, but how many, seriously, how many seasons do you think this show could go? 
Well, if these mm. damn episodes are so damn short, making me want more, you know what I'm saying? You could probably <laughs> do like 18 seasons of this damn thing with these short ass episodes. Mm-hmm. Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. <laughs> All season <don't> spinoffs. <clears throat> I, I don't know which Hulu package you guys got. I got the one with the commercials and I hate it. Oh. I'm ready to upgrade. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm ready you to spend upgraded. an extra dollars, man. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> but uh, because yeah, I was at my friend's house when we were watching, and he he he's a high roller. He doesn't have the the ads, <laughs> and it seemed like the episodes were twenty minutes, if that. Yeah, yeah, they're like, quick, man. man. <laughs> so I was like, man, because we we zipped through the whole season uh, when we were sitting at his house laughing around. And I was like, damn, that was hella fast. And then when I go home and watch it, and it's all like, okay, I got like a minute, minute and a half of commercials. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Well, I guess I got to upgrade it. I don't know how much it is. I know it's, I think I'm paying like eight bucks or something like that. I think I got to go to like 10. Pay, pay, pay nine and have no ads. Come on now. Yeah, it's, it's not that it. much more, man. <laughs> well, I got yeah. too many streaming services. I got pretty much all of them. <laughs> so Shaming it, it adds up in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, steal, we steal them from everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. we, we you take know them somebody who's in free. <laughs> yeah. <Get> that passcode. <laughs> oh, oh, you pay for Disney Plus? All right, tight. Well, I'll trade you Netflix for Disney yeah, Plus. Yeah, right. Absolutely. That's what I do with my daughter. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I only pay one, two, three, Too four. many. Too many. You gotta I think get I'll, some more friends, bro. I think I only pay for two, four. Three. <laughs> I pay for four of my own, and all the other ones are my friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> my Paramounts, my HBOs, and Amazon, and all that. I think. Um, I think. So I. I don't think this show like. Um, you stifled any of the enthusiasm of Rutherford Falls. I think Rutherford Falls just it created it came on a new platform. It's unfortunate, you know, it came on Peacock where you had to buy it buy into another one. I feel like there were a ton of people that already had Hulu. I've, I've seen like the law, a lot of the non-native criticism, like they're like res dogs is like native. It's like Atlanta, but for natives. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. It's you know, people, people yeah, great. exactly. People love Atlanta. Atlanta is fucking awesome. And so I just hope that we continue to get more stuff on platforms like Hulu, where it's like stuff that people already have. You know, Netflix, Prime, Hulu, bring it there. None of this hey, Apple, Apple plus stuff. Isn't Spirit Rangers, isn't it going to be on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Our Rangers, but native. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> Bear Clan. It's like that. <laughs> I, the only reason I had Peacock, Rutherford Falls was like an accident that I came across. I didn't hear anything about it. I just kind of watched the trailer and I said, oh, there's natives. Let's check this out. And it was an awesome show. The reason I got Peacock is because I'm a wrestling fan. And since they got rid of the WWE network and it went over to that, I'm like, you bastards, now you're going to make me. But I'm kind (laughs) of glad they did do that. I love everything that's on Peacock. So uh, cool. And Rutherford Falls, uh, I I paid extra for no ads on that because the ads on that were killing me. It was like every (laughs) other minute there was an ad. And I said, no, fuck that. So I, I, I high rolled on that one. Steal that from my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what would you guys like to see for season two? Like, what would you like to see them do, or like other native actors to show up? Graham Greene's chief of police, maybe. I don't know. Oh, that's a Shit. good one. Are you a writer on the show? I hope so. No, I should write. <laughs> that's stuff. a that's a good one. 
That's a good one. Um, I think bring I... back. Go ahead, I'll Dallas. Go All no, you can bring back is a uh, character from Thunderheart. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, man. Um, like, do they... Um, they don't have a council there, do they? Oh, they, they kind of did for the uh, greasy fry bread, right? Or was that mm-hmm. just for something else? No, that was like a planning committee for the oh, yeah, uh, so... for the for the diabetes oh, yeah. conference. Yeah, like, do you guys have a count? Do you guys have tribal council up there? Of course you do. I heard your episodes, duh. You guys do. <laughs> I, mean, just, I don't know. Tribal council stuff's always. Mm-hmm. It could be like you. They're trying to get stuff done, but it's always tribal. Well, we can't do it because we don't have the money. And then they drive off in their Escalade or something. Right, so, right. Yeah, like for real. Mm-hmm. That uh, would be great because, like, Big's always bitching about his ride being, you know, all trashed. And that would be great if, like, the tribal council, like, rolls in exactly what you said. Freaking awesome Escalade. I think talking like, to, next yeah. year, Biggs, next year, we got you. And then it's, yeah, it never, they said that 10 years ago. I think, <laughs> I think Rutherford Falls kind of covers that almost like hypocrisy and kind of that tribal council drama and even casino drama. But I feel like res dogs could do it different in a way that I think would appeal to me more. Um, Cause I feel, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just excited. I, I want more of like dear lady stuff, more like supernatural more that's eerie. A, yeah. That's what I, I want. Uh, I was gonna say some more, uh, some more stuff that goes like with the lore, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge one that I, I actually, uh, I was building a school and we had this group of native dudes coming over from, I think it was a uh, Phoenix. Um, it was a company called Agate Steel, and all of them were natives, right? Anyway, we ended up finding a freaking. Uh, we had an owl fly into a window, and it killed itself, right? And uh, all all the steel guys on my job site were like, "Get that thing away from me!" Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yikes. I fucking like, love that. In, in that episode. Yeah, they just blurred well, out the owl's eyes and everything. What yeah. What would be cool though is if they did like a whole episode where there's like a where there's like an owl or something falling around like Uncle Brownie or some shit, and he's just paranoid, tripping the whole fucking time, and then. <laughs> And then, like it, you know, it brings up a reason or whatever. But I want to see more of like the the lore stuff. I want to learn some mm-hmm. more stories that you know have gotten passed down because I think that's probably my favorite stuff that's coming up, like the dear lady or you know whatever. So that's what, what I want to J- see. What James is saying about a spinoff with Big, like I think that would be perfect. Yeah, investigate these these lores. Yeah, like like oh god, please listen to this. Anybody writing? I would just make love a, to see him spin off. bumble his way through things. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then yeah, because he's I a will, hilarious actor. I would like to see him and Cheese going on <laughs> adventures to because Big Big's a believer in Cheese is like yeah, what yeah, yeah so, Mulder and Scully that's what it is. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get him in there. <laughs> so I think that would be a good show. But um, one thing that I was talking to um, one of my friends, she said the episode that, that bugged her was the one episode when um, Bear's mom, when she went out and uh, was hoeing it up uh, at the bar. <laughs> Trying to find daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she hooked up with Sam Flynn um, <laughs> from Tron. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> um, she was like, I said, because she said, I didn't like that episode. And I said, well, what, what made you mad about it? Um, and she was like that 
because he he fled he straight up to oh i'm attracted to to native women and all that that this is what i like yeah uh i was like i was like okay and then my wife was saying stuff too like that she was like she goes that shit's I, I, real I like yeah, yeah it's all real <laughs> she goes i, I don't like i don't i didn't like that that episode or, or that that part of the episode and, and my friend was really going off she goes yeah i've, I've met plenty of guys that said that oh i love i love native women they got they gotta have long hair they gotta mm-hmm. they gotta have the turquoise and and, and the jewelry and, and i was like what the fuck? i was like what yeah <laughs> she, i t- i talked about that a little bit in my episode it's like that's that's why we have mmiw you know i mean that's it's, yeah. it's not i mean most of those offenders are non-native like it's people like have this because native women are hypersexualized in media there's this like super weird like exotification of native women that like that's what people see and they're attracted to it and i've personally so i would just go back east for college and like every every dude i met just randomly like not at my college but like out in the city or whatever they find out i'm native they always like made it a point to be like oh man i love me some native women just like what the fuck like I I, the you're talking to me thing. dude <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's like when somebody you said that in your episode yeah they always make a point to bring that up i'm like okay um I'm, it's just me I, I don't know what to tell you man like but for some reason like that's a it's like that's a real thing it's a real thing the the other thing that, that she was getting mad at was um but but I, but it's true because i know a, a lot of women like this because when the, she was getting all dolled up and ready to go out and uh joking around with the son yeah i gotta i'm gonna go find you a rich daddy uh, and all that I've, I've heard that from my aunts and, and a lot of my other friends and everything when they go out on friday night she was she goes that that bugged me like what's what it means she goes she goes i didn't want people to think that's how all native women think all single native mothers think and i was like i said i i, I said i can see i see your point on what you're saying i said but i said I know some 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 native sisters like this, and I I said it, it was I said that's what's real about this show. She goes, I know I know that too. She goes, I know some as well. She goes, but it, it as a native woman, it bothered her on how she was portraying herself. I said, well, I said, well, n- look at it as well at this way too. I mean, she was she was she was a, a mom that did everything. She took care of her son. She was working. And everything but every now and then she likes to get a little loose i mean i'm sure we all do as well but um I, but i could see her point on, on why she didn't she didn't like uh the way bear's mom was portraying herself it's 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 reality though i think yeah. uh I, I i once was in a uh, a clubhouse room with gary farmer and he asked me to actually he didn't ask me someone else asked me we co-hosted a or co-moderated a room for him and you just ask him stories you know you bring people up to, to ask him questions and through that conversation um he had told he had been told like basically on an elderly person's deathbed that he had met like she said like don't play any more drunk indians because it's not a good look for our people basically you know and so he like tried his best to not portray you know drunk natives because like for some people that's a it's like all of us here know that's that's big part of being Indian that's a huge part of being native and there's a lot of shame in that in our communities and to not portray that is almost like lying to people but for some people they're just like that don't show them that you know it's like you gotta gotta take the good with the bad yeah I'm glad the show doesn't like do that like show the drunk natives like 
these kids are what 15 16 you know all of us 15 16 we all partied around and stuff like that but they they never did that which i loved Yeah, the only came that came close was when they were in that bar in episode seven, but yeah. you didn't get that sense that they were like partying, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, just just because I wanted to throw it out, it was one of my favorite things from that Uncle Brownie episode is how his story kept fucking changing for how many people he knocked. Oh yeah, <laughs> ten to twenty to thirty. Because it's like, yeah, because I feel like that's like a story that you know you'd be like, oh yeah, my uncle told me this story, and most of the time you're probably like, ah, oh, he's probably mm-hmm. bullshitting. But then all of a sudden, it, it's actually true, and it's actually more people than what you originally thought. Oh, dude, my, I think they did that so well. I love. I, I want to. I wish. I wish that they could make like Uncle Brownie's room into like a museum exhibit, so I could go walk through that room. Looked like so much fun. Like all I, the uh, tapes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, uh, I, I, I shared a bedroom with my uncle. My, my, you know, growing up in my, in my house, and his room was exactly like that. Like I slept under a freaking like a movie poster from heavy metal, like the main one with the girl. Just, oh, and nice. so like, I stared at that, like my entire growing up and uh, yeah, we grew up. So like the, re- the love eighties, nineties movies, just because of him. And so like seeing just that entire room, just like, God, that's amazing. Even the street fighter, rock'em sock'em robots that he had. Like there were so many gems in that. I liked when he said, uh, <clears throat> what did he say? I live off the land. And then oh, he had a bunch Sonic. of Sonic <laughs> cups. <laughs> 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 Yeah, and Sonics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Willie Jack just gives a love... whole time about Sonics. I love their like, their um, what am I trying to say? How they just say different words like organic, and yeah, like that, and the like. That's Stanley Kubik. You see that? <laughs> and then I just fucking love that. Because other than the Thing poster I noticed, which was badass, and and the Heather Thomas poster he had. uh, I love Heather Thomas. Grew up her watching her as Jody on Fall Guy. But uh, this was the poster. I don't know if you guys could see it. Uh, Let me see if I can get close to it. Oh, God. Oh, there it is. is. That's the one one we had. uh, My brother had, uh, we shared a room. That's the one we had on our wall. Uh, of heather thomas and when i saw the one that the the uncle brownie had it it just made me laugh and i was like all right i mean uh growing up uh, as a little kid in 70s and all that and the the poster that i saw everywhere was the the farrah fawcett one uh the everyone everyone loved farrah fawcett back in those days but it, it was cool i mean i i just love in the stack of video to vhs tapes that he had I mean, I remember going to my uncle's house and he he was single, one room, a uh, little place he stayed. And he had monster posters on the wall, Creature from the Black Lagoon and stuff like that. And a stack of VHS tapes and the Playboy mags and Hustler mags stacked under all kinds of other things. I mean, that, that it was that's what was awesome about uh, Uncle Brownie. I, I just thought he was he was cool. He was one of the OGs and, and, and his old weed. And, yeah. and everything, man. It was awesome, and just uh, the stuff that he did, man, and the whole the the, the spitting thing. Is that something that they only do over there? That was kind of new to me. Yeah, it was new to me too. Yeah, rest you guys spit at each other. <clears throat> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I 
I've never that's seen that before. Yeah, that's yeah. a new one on me. What about um backstraps? Like they oh, keep yeah, talking about backstraps. Like is that a <laughs> is that a yeah, real yeah, thing? That's real. That's is real. It? Yeah, yeah. It's the best part of the deer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I never knew. Yeah. Like it's yeah. um if that, you ask somebody, because you can't sell deer here. So everybody always asks people like if they're giving away deer, mm. we get that backstrap, and they're like, no. Like I'm keeping that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, good. I was always I wondered that the whole time I was watching the show. I was like, what the fuck is a backstrap? But I don't hunt. I don't know. Yeah, be- I'm civilized. Yeah, be- <laughs> because like deer and elk are so lean. Typically, mm-hmm. that's like one of the fattiest parts. But on for oh. them, it's like one of the most lean and uh, yeah, it's the most tender part out of all there because they because they have no fat when you cook it so it, it can be it's real easy to dry like dry it out and make it oh. real like tough and like back straps is like real tender and it's, it comes out to be about like this yeah. probably about that long you cut cut two slabs of it out and you can make a bunch of steaks you know and just slice them out so it's 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 pretty it's pretty uh exotic making me hungry for sure it look it looks i'm, I'm looking up pictures because i wanted to know what it looked like for some reason i was i was, I was when i when i heard about it on the show i was picturing like pieces of thin pieces of jerky because I, I was like how i was like how much meat is on the back of a deer and then looking at these pictures yeah it looks oh yeah it looks huge, like big thick cuts mm-hmm. mm, all right i need to, i want to try that and those Yo. meat pies <laughs> oh meat pies what <laughs> yeah that was a thing that i never had a meat pie until i was like in my 20s you know we we, we don't have those on our res Mm-mm. i'm sure everyone makes them different but what's in it um so i think the osages have they make theirs with meat there's always meat inside but they have they they go to the grave with the bread they how they bread it they don't nobody says how they do it or anything and they put kidney fat in there it's it's called suet you buy it from mm-hmm. certain stores and they mix that inside with the meat and it makes it really like not you know like good greasy like a good greasy like feeling or anything something like that and it's just so like fresh you got to have it fresh so you can't can't have it and then bring it home and put it in the fucking microwave it's just you might as well just throw it away because the bread gets hard <laughs> as fuck. But some they do that, and then like <clears throat> some people, they do like ground beef, like they ground it up and and they stuff it in like a, I guess like <clears throat> like a uh, fry bread. Like they make this fry bread pocket, and they you know they mush it all together and they deep fry that. So it's like a fry bread with meat inside. Some people do that, and then others will just um make like a patty or something and they'll just slap it on some dough and they'll just wrap the whole thing and they just put them in the oven and then like i don't really like that one because i don't know the bread on the bottom is too hard sometimes and i don't i don't really like that that type of meat pie i prefer the fry bread meat pie or the osage way i don't know about tyler uh if you make them if you make them the way i don't like then i like them (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the only ones I've ever had are like what you said with the suet inside. But the only other difference is like there are some that are spicy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just fill oh. them with whatever. Some people put green chili in them. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. There's just different yeah. ones. Oh, God. No, no, you just got to know. It's like what we were oh. talking about earlier. Like you just got to know the right cooler to go to. 
Yeah. But I was yeah. laughing too because like it's so right on, man. Because it's like it's like what you're. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, I guess. But like you just don't mess with that. Like that's just people. I don't know. Like what am I trying to say? Like people have like their corner. <laughs> I I don't know. Like how to how to describe it. They got, like, they got their block, and you don't go on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, kind of like you know what I mean. Like I don't know. Like it's just kind of like that, I guess. Like. You just don't want to get hooked up with the wrong meat pie person. You want to piss off the other <laughs> meat pie person, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You gotta just stick know. to your meat your meat pie plug. <laughs> that, 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 I'm just trying to stay. I'm just trying to stay neutral because I don't want to get cut off. <laughs> I, when, when, when I when I when I was working uh, growing up, I worked at the Native American Health Center with the Youth Empowerment Program. Uh, there was a little uh, Mexican lady that came around with her little cart of of tamales. And it was always just her. And someone told her, uh, and I know someone, some other lady tried to come in and sell to us. And I didn't care. I just wanted tamales. But then they were like, no, you can't buy from her. You only, you only got to buy from the other one. She goes, she, this lady's trying to come in and steal her business. And I remember seeing them outside one time, get into it. Oh, I, I don't know what they were saying. Cause they were screaming at each other in Spanish, basically get off my block because <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey, the get lady, your fucking the, ass out of here, fool. <laughs> the, the lady that was new, she packed up her car and left. Oh, and respect. Now, I was like, oh, she shit. So, respect. Yeah, I mean, I loved her tamales. Like, I could never understand her. She always spoke Spanish to me, and I'm like, I I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> yes, so, tamales. Here's 20 bucks. Give me them. Yeah. <laughs> Give me five. <laughs> so, Five for twenty, damn, that's a rip. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I always got five. I was just, I was just bought oh, five. About five for twenty. <laughs> no, hell no. I was gonna say I'm like about to start making 20. me some tamales and go sell them, dude. Damn. We had a um, one of my friends. She she uh, was one of the cleaners at the airport, and she always made them. She goes, "Well, tamales, tamales, yeah, sure." And she just make a shit ton and bring them to the, to to work, and everyone would swarm her and buy them all up i told her look i'm not here when you get here save me some so i always had my uh my bag of tamales when i got there waiting for me but yeah i want to try these meat pies i want to try this backstrap and uh catfish's life i i want that too i've had catfish maybe once or twice and i don't it looked like it was just deep fried there i mean yeah yeah i don't think i've had any other way but deep fried it's the only way you can eat it kill that kill the lake taste yeah. <laughs> um little mike and funny bone the what, what's their names on the show um uh, miko, miko and, and moose moose yeah. yeah yeah other than that was a surprise to see them come rolling up on their bikes <laughs> um i want i want an episode of them Let, <laughs> let's hear their story uh, they're not just the two little local uh, MCs uh, that mob around on their bikes uh, talking shit when they when they come in. Because yeah. every scene they had was awesome. They always had something funny to say, and they had each other's back. Um, I mean, that one had they had uh, Cheese's back when Cheese was his eyes were all dilated when there was he was sitting there eating the hot chips, and then uh, and Big came up, "Where'd you get those?" And then that one of them was like, "Oh, isn't that that bag I bought you?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "All right, let's see." That's when you got each other's back. I thought that was awesome. But I would like an, an episode of them to see yeah. 
what their story is. I mean, I, I don't. It's cool that they they popped in every now and then. They weren't in every episode, but uh, I want to hear a little of their story because they they have kind of showed spotlighted everyone. Like, um, what's your name? Uh, the one that made the 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 beaded stuff. The the Angie. no Kim <laughs> Guerrero's oh. character. Yeah, yes. everyone, I, I love that everyone was anti You know, yeah. So learning why people are scared of her. Uh, she probably like killed her husband or something. Like she has like answers the door with a box cutter. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think what I what I want is an episode on Bobby Lee's character, the IHS doctor. I I, I want to learn like his story, like why he's still there. You know, <laughs> how he ended up there. Just two years, yeah. man. Just pay off my loans, and then ten years later, he's still there. <laughs> just happy go lucky. <laughs> yeah. And then it just got bogged down by the system. By the IHS. Sure. <laughs> and I want more of what's her name? Jenna. I want her oh, just an episode. The IHS of, worker. <laughs> I want more of her just sitting there talking <laughs> shit to everyone the, the whole episode. I what I, I was hoping they would bring her back in. I mean, it was good enough, and I was it was a surprise to see her her pop up into it. But I want an episode of her and uh it just all the little side characters that popped in. I mean, just give us more of those. Yeah, um, Kirk Kirk Fox, the salvage yard. We're like, what the hell's that guy's story? You know? Oh yeah, the meth heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like awesome. he was. He went from Hokage to Walking Beauty. I'm just oh, like, yeah. you guys, you're jumping all over the place. He's got a choker said, yeah, on. Like, a, yeah, he was speaking Navajo <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, just like what's it, this dude's story? It, it and it's funny too. What I loved about that character, I don't know if you guys have, but I'm sure everyone has met someone like that. Oh, for sure. A non-native that that like knows more than tries to know more than you. And yeah. I, for me, when I've come across that, I never disrespect them. Like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I want to hear what they say. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's what up? Yeah. When I tell people like, oh, Ian, yeah, oh, I'm Navajo. Oh, so you're Diné? No, I said Navajo. Don't exactly. be coming at me with that kind of energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like oh. to see... um. A whole episode it like plays out like a reservation dogs but the title card is indian mafia and it's just mm. all of them doing what they do that's a good one yeah, yeah. that would be tight yep get in that writer's room man i swear you got two episodes written already graham oh, green police is. chief and indian Sterling, mafia. i know you're listening <laughs> james mcleod james mcleod at gmail.com uh, put my check in the More. mail please. More, yeah, more of Jackie because yeah. she had a she had a story. She came from the city and she was in a, another gang and came back and uh, her cousins are joining her up and all that. And I don't even know any of the other guys' names, but White Steve and Jackie. Who, yeah, who, I was, who are the other dudes? I was surprised that they didn't give her shit for being from the city, like how most natives yeah. are. Like you don't know where you're from, and then. What I think season two, episode one, is going to be Alora coming back. Because when she, uh, she picked up Jackie, she was like, oh, you don't get to see your friends anymore, huh? And she's like, yeah, like, yeah, let's go. And you could see, like, the doubt start to build. And then she's they're slowly driving away. And I'm thinking, like, I would like to see her, like, oh, the car, car's broke down. We can't make it. Or something. Make up some excuse where now she can't leave. Like, she don't want to leave now because she's leaving her friends and her family and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because I, I could see why she wanted to leave because other than her friends, she seemed like she didn't have anybody. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I, that was, that was, I mean, that's all too true. And that was sad as well, but I'm just like, I know they, they tried to give everyone their, their time to shine, but there's so much more to go into each, each, each of these characters, especially your Laura Dannon. I mean, we see that she's, she's a strong woman, but that you could see that she's got um, some problems that, that she wants just to, not even try to fix just get away from her that's uh, that was her idea look i'm gonna fuck all this shit i'm out of here i'm gonna go to california and, and, and live the california dream but uh, i don't think that car's gonna make it yeah i think like <laughs> no matter how far she tries to run she won't she can't outru- you can't outrun your past no. and stuff and i think like the ghost of daniel might be in the back seat maybe like talking to yeah. her and she, yeah you can't yeah. run away like i'll always hey. be with you <clears throat> I, I can see him talking to her. Like, what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Why are you hanging out with her, first of all? I mean, that, that was kind of a shocker. But, but, and then, because when earlier in the earlier episodes, when Jackie was talking to her, like, look, you can come join us because I know you don't want to be with them. I mean, what did she, what did Jackie see that we didn't see to where she thinks she can talk Alora Dannon to be with her. Well, she obviously did because they drove off together uh, at the end of the season. But I mean, I, w- I want to dive in more into that story. And I think next season we'll probably get episode, maybe one or two episodes of them driving before uh, she realizes. Who knows? They might make it all the way to California and then figure out now this thing for me. I'm out of here. I can't. I can't afford to live here. I can barely get through, and I still live in California, but. <laughs> <laughs> um where they're trying to go i know they they're not going to be able to 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 afford it really i mean mm-hmm. even if you live in in the worst parts of la or wherever they're going i mean i'm sure it's still uh, a lot of money so but i don't know we'll, we'll see but i, I kind of do see them not even uh maybe they get out of the state and then that's it but that old beat up car nah yeah it, it, it ain't it ain't it ain't making all the way halfway across the United States. Car's going to break down. They're going to have to pay for it and then won't have any money to go all the way. <laughs> so they're just going to turn back around. <laughs> that was a real res car. <laughs> That's, this is the car that she took her driver's test in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because when Bill Burr got in there and he was talking hell of shit, <laughs> that, was like, that was just straight res car. That was awesome because that's all real. Because some of my friends go, is that how cars? I said, well, you need to hang out the, on the res and see because yeah. I've known plenty. As long as you get like from that. A to B, we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and get you to town. You're all right. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Bill Burr's nickname. Toilet. <laughs> Toilet yeah. Chokichi, right? Yeah. 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 What was it? Coke Jokichi? I think it's the Chokaji. Chokaji? Yeah. I thought um, it was Chokaji. So what people I told that, that story too. <laughs> is that is that Creek? Is that yeah, Muskogee? that is. Okay. Is yeah. That what that means? <laughs> yeah. Uh well I've always heard it as bathroom, but the same thing. Because <laughs> Choka, that means grandfather in um my father in law's side. Um Damn it. He's from God. God damn it. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry, Dad, but 
he's from out that way and uh choco means grandfather but uh i assume name words are different uh everywhere but yeah um even that story his story of him knowing uh alora dana's mom and and that, that that i think that story got me too uh on what happened uh with their with what he was telling her and and how he felt i mean that was that was his friend and, and he he had love for her so i thought that was really cool but i mean a lot of the story is in this man it, it's 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 real life i mean not just for natives it's just real life for for everybody in general when when you know someone like that especially when you if you if your parents have passed and you meet their friends and they start telling you like the the beanie stuff uncle beanie when he was telling her and she was well maybe you can tell tell me some stuff about my mom and then he was like no nah, i can't because not that i don't want to he goes i'll start crying and if he if they do an episode where he does and I, and he starts crying shit i'll be right next to him just uh because that that would be tough to hear um because we're all related in in some way and uh i mean that's what i really loved about how she was calling him uncle from before and they when when bear and uh, uh willie jack met him like who's this weirdo by the end of that episode or even earlier in that they were calling him uncle yeah so i just mm-hmm. i thought that was awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> hello no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Get shy no. here. <laughs> Let's see how long we've been going. It's one twenty. Yeah. Whoa. Not for us. It's four a.m. Just kidding. I'm supposed to be up in Bartlesville in the morning. Oh, oh shit. Oh god. Yeah. What time? Eight. Man, you can make it. Oh, I'm not. I'm just saying. No, I'm just oh, kidding. I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> well. Shit, I mean, since you have the right potatoes up in here, you know, I we always do our uh, our scores. Like, what would you give it out of a hundred, right? So just just going over the whole season, what would your overall score be for this? Whether it, you know, obviously you have your gripes with it, whatever. But out of a hundred, what percentage would you give this? Probably say ninety. Yeah, I was gonna say ninety. I wish I were longer. Yeah. Um, uh, it's those little things like the end credits of that first scene where they don't explain the fish heads, the hair, uh, where she Willie Jack gives the hair to that guy. I forgot about that. I wish I, maybe we'll get it next season. I don't know. And I can't remember anything else. It's just like continuing those stories. Like, what the fuck is it? Like, <laughs> it's just bug. That's that's what bugs me. But I love the series. Like, I. It's it's just something that is fucking new as hell. Like growing up, man, I never had anything like this. Mm-hmm. People are lucky now. What else yeah, you I got? Would, I would give it a hundred, but <laughs> that's okay. But what? Uh, What's keeping you from giving it the hundo? <laughs> Other than the ads that I have to deal with when I watch each episode. <laughs> that's on you, though. Yeah, that's a personal <laughs> problem. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can give it a hundred. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's nitpicks and everything, but I just thought that this, other than it being a, a surprise, 
just an amazing show that came out of nowhere. Um, it was only like maybe a few weeks when I started hearing about it, when everyone's posting pictures of reservation dog reservation. I was like, what the hell is this? I didn't know what it was. I just, as soon as it came on, I clicked on it. And then just that first episode blew me away and couldn't wait until next week until the next one came and we only got eight episodes and it sucked. But, um, but I think to me watching this show, every episode spoke to me on, on what these kids were doing and, and what the, the grownups in, in it were doing as well. And it was just, it was all just truth. Again, this isn't just, this isn't a show just for natives. Yeah. We get all the humor, which is awesome. But I think this 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 show can work with almost any any community. So I mean that, that's what I loved about it. Um, other than it, just like I said, it, it spoke to me, and in in many ways. So where like like I said earlier, I was laughing, I was mad, no, I was sad and crying. I mean, not many shows that I watch uh, today, or or just the shows that I grew up watching had made me feel the way I felt watching this show. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a hundred. I, I, I just loved uh, all of it. And uh, yeah, you got little gripes in here and there on, on, on some situations on it. But like I said, I, I love the way each episode made me feel when it was over. I didn't feel like, Oh man, this, this was a waste of time watching this show. It was like, I, like I said, I couldn't wait for the next episode. Now it's over with, what are we going to do every Sunday? I mean, we can watch reruns, which is awesome. But like, when is this new season coming? Did they start filming it yet? I mean, because I know, yeah, we got the word we're getting it, but I I want to know when they're when they're gonna start because once I know they're filming it, I know it's gonna be soon after that uh, when we get it. And I mean, you gotta give shout out to uh, uh, um, sterling and uh taika i mean for them i mean the way sterling was talking about it he goes if it wasn't for taika this show wouldn't have wouldn't have gotten made because when they they became friends and he told them he's like look man i gotta deal with fx uh if you got anything uh, let's work on it and he was like yeah i got this so boom they hit it and it just blew blew us all away i mean here we are talking about it and we're going to talk about it again when the second season comes out because i talked about it like pretty much every week on our shows and and talking to other people other native communities laughing about it and talking to other non-natives on how awesome this show is so it 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 was just one of those water cooler things after each episode other than you getting online and saying oh man that show was hella funny and then messaging and texting and calling and and all that so I, i loved what this did looking at my feed on facebook and instagram within my native community everybody was always talking about it after each episode. And then when the memes came out of just this and that, and and it was awesome. So yeah, I loved what this show did. Um, Again, not to take anything away from Rutherford Falls. We do get those memes as well, but I didn't, I didn't see that many people talking about that show after each episode. Um, Because I don't know if everyone has Peacock. Everyone has Hulu because it's been around the longest, but. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with a hundred on this one. I'll go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I just okay. said we forgot about a whole episode about William Knifeman. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Arguably the best character ever created. Yeah. Yep. 
I agree. TikTok famous now, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, that's all I wanted to say. Go for it. Yeah, no, I I agree. That's my favorite character in in the entire show for sure. William Knife Man. Um, I'd say like 95, 94, somewhere around there for me. I think there's a few, uh, there's like filler episodes. Like you remove episode two, probably episode three. Like the story is the same. You know, there's like episodes that just kind of like play around. And for me, that's cool. But um, I, I'm native. I get all the jokes and, you know, I get most of it. And so it's like, it's, it's, it, it, this feels like it's for me. And this is the first time that I've ever felt like that. And even when I watch smoke signals back in the day, and I've seen that movie countless times now over and over, it just feels like, it's like, who, who are you making this for? Cause there's like this pieces of it that are like, I feel like we're trying to have universal appeal and there's pieces of it that are like, I don't really know what's happening. Um, and as you mature, you kind of like, it grows on you more. But this one, first time through, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like every step of the way. And it's only going to get better, you know, the more I watch it and the more uh, it matures. And I'm real excited for season two. So let's go 95 for this one. Damn. All right, Tyler, go for it, dude. Go oh, for it, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with Russ 100%. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm saying 90 for almost the same reasons. Like I wish the episodes were longer. And I think there are a few, like a few loose ends that, I mean, I get like trying to stretch it out a little bit, you know, save some meat on the bone for season two, you know, but like, I don't just started out like real strong and with season one, or I mean, with episode one where you think, okay, they're going to start raising money. So I kind of thought that's what the series was kind of going to be about at first, you know, because then even episode two, they're selling meat pies out in front of the, the hospital. And, but then they kind of got away from all of that, you know, didn't really, you hear them talking about California, but you didn't really see them doing anything to get there, you know? So just little things like that, like, and I get it, you know, um, just like I said, some loose ends that didn't get tied in a neat little package for me. But other than that, no, I was a solid, solid 90. <laughs> feel that you make a good point it's like what are they gonna do when they get there like we have no idea what's what's <laughs> yeah. what's their plan where so are they I gonna live just, they're gonna get there and be like i left home for this like damn here's california <laughs> tight <laughs> yeah basically spend all that money in a weekend yeah <laughs> yeah spend all that money get getting there, there. yeah mm-hmm. yeah gas ain't cheap i think i drive halfway across the united states um, I think what we're, we're really quick. One of the surprise characters that popped up in this, I have not seen her. I've only seen her in one movie, and I thought she was just beautiful. Was uh, Willie Jack's mom? Um, it says she was in two episodes, but I, I just remember seeing her when the uh, during the hunting episode. Jennifer, they were. Um, she was, she was in the last the, one. Yeah, the last one too. Oh, yeah, oh that's why right. she was when they were okay. Um, her, if you guys have seen that movie, Dance Me Outside. Uh, she was uh, one of the teenagers in that, and I completely forgot about her until she popped up on the screen. So I thought that was awesome to see her uh, get in this. Um, uh, what's his name too? Um, Maddie Car Carbo Cardapo or whatever. He was one of the dudes, uh, the the big tall dude that uh, in the first episode. Uh, <laughs> they said he was named Chucks. Yeah. <laughs> He's been in a bunch of things. He was awesome. He was the video guy in Stranger Things. So uh, it, it was cool to see him pop up. I would like to see an episode on all them, on what they do in their little uh, junkyard. 
because uh, Kenny Boy, Kirk Fox, he was awesome uh, every time he had something to say. I want to know how he learned all his his, his native knowledge. <laughs> Kumite. <laughs> yeah. Kumite. I was like, awesome. Bloodsport <laughs> reference. The 50th time. What would you guys give it, James and Steven? I always give give the number that first pops into my head and it's 94. 94 for me. I fuck, I loved it. No matter like my issues for episode 5 with Cheese's episode, but 94 all the way. Okay. I'm I'm up there at like a 90. I was at a 90 for sure. Um, just because I'm I'm at the same spot with you guys. I wish the episodes were a lot longer. I, I mentioned that, you know, just because I hate waiting for the next episode to come out as it is. Um, but it definitely hit me as a great new show. Everything it was funny. I was laughing every single episode, even at shit that James didn't think was funny. I was I was laughing. So uh yeah, man. I, I would say a solid 90. I think 90 is a great score for it. Nice. Yeah. And now fun facts with James. All right, that's me. <laughs> Kidding, I don't have shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time to prepare. <laughs> Play video games all day. Uh, critics uh, positive reviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, for real though, oh, when man. William Knifeman started popping up on my TikTok feed, I was losing it. I couldn't stop saying freaking William Knifeman. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Every fucking time, man, dude. It kills me. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. man. I'm incorporating like the kids come in, you know. I teach school, so the kids will come in and I'll be like, good morning, young warriors. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, dude, so good. I want to know why he chose Bear and how come he wasn't talking to everyone else. Yeah. Well, now he's talking to Brownie. So. He's the leader, dude. Come on. It's tough being the leader. <laughs> My favorite line in, in the whole uh, show was in the first episode. It was from Willie Jack. Uh, when uh, Bear was showing his video uh, of the video he made, him, them just being kids. Yeah, they, she says it really fast. She yeah, kind of yeah. leans into the video and they were because they were talking about, yeah, we're going to California, this and that. And she was like, yeah, fuck bitches and get money. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that, that that just made me laugh. I mean, she just stole my heart. Uh, I know plenty of girls like her, and to me, that was the realest character in the in the in the whole in the whole show. And uh, it, it's amazing. I I would love to meet her, and because uh, I'm sure she how she acts in the show. I'm sure that's how she acts in real life. So it didn't look like she did too much for her to act <laughs> that way. So. Uh, I, I just loved her character. I mean, not to say that, that everyone else uh, was no good, but I just, she just, she stole it from me. And I said this when we did our first episode, I thought it was a guy at first. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, it's, it's a girl. But uh, yeah, just awesome. I love her. I have a fun fact now that you bring that up. So the uh, Willie Jack was supposed to be a guy. And when they were doing the casting and they were doing auditions, they met Paulina Alexis. And she, they were like, "Oh no, 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 no! That's that's Willie Jack." When they saw her audition, oh, so shit. they they changed the role nice. just for her. Damn, hell yeah! 
Well, I think they about. I think they made a solid move. For sure. Tyler? No, just kidding. <laughs> I'll keep going back to you. <laughs> One of my favorite lines was in episode two where um uh what is it? They was like I'm I'm selling. I'm over there selling meat pies, and then she's like, "Well, go over there and fucking sell them." Then, <laughs> and I was just like, "I've heard that so many times. We'll go over there and fucking marry him." Then, <laughs> shit like that. I just lost it when I first heard that. Shit ass. I like yeah. that. Shit ass. <laughs> that shit is ass. a thing because, like, we. I okay. So we've always just called like our kids and stuff like turd ass, <laughs> like you turd ass. So like shit ass was just like a, a step above that. So like, that's something that's always been in my vernacular, but I've always said turd ass. Even my wife says she's been saying it now too. Cause like I said, just gets picking it up for me. Cause that's just grow, growing up. That's what we always heard. Like, come on, you little turd ass. Yeah, like, I never heard that until I went away to school. Cause um, my friend Sadie used to call me that or not call me that, but say that all the time. When you mess around with her or do something, oh, you shit ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never heard that before. My yeah. neighbor's mom said that to him, to my, my neighbor. Um, <laughs> he was telling us at school one time, we're in high school, and he, I don't know, he's just cracking up. He was like, Yeah, I did something. And my mom like was really mad at me. And she said, You damn shit ass. You're always <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> she was just like cracking up, telling this story. <laughs> So, like, throughout that whole time, he would always say, he'd always call people shit ass, or he would, like, and he was rugged, man. Like, he would mock his mom, and whenever he'd come over, he'd mock her, like, what she said, and he'd go, you damn shit ass. <laughs> <laughs> he'd go, damn, shut up. Damn. That's why you're shit ass. <laughs> oh, that's good. oh that's my God. Yeah, I've never heard that outside of that story so it was like i just made me crack up made me think of that time i was like dang shit ass <laughs> i've never heard it outside of just us talking you know what i mean like just yeah. in the house and just growing up like i and my family you know like i never heard anybody else say that but like i said we always said turd ass we never said shit ass same thing i guess <laughs> oh man yeah well i guess we'll cut it guys yeah like two hour mark so, yeah so thanks for coming on and just talking about a great show and hopefully we can do it again i don't know how they're going to do it the next season if they're going to run two episodes again or whatever but we'll keep in contact um i will not be eating chipotle that night yeah please don't come to the <laughs> premiere everybody fly in for the premiere if you can yeah are they going to do that again do you know I think they might as well. I mean, they had a big they turnout. Did. They had a huge turnout the first time they did it. <clears throat> so all right, well, I'll, I mean, I'll if, I'll find out and you know, and I'll tell you do, guys. Yeah, get us all tickets. And Ian, like I said, I got you on the plane ticket. So Hell yeah, we, we'll, we'll be there. <laughs> we'll have to represent. Everybody can uh, stay here at my place. So <laughs> or Tyler's. Dang, dude! In the in the Oki Podcast Studio, bro. Damn. <laughs> have to get more mics. <laughs> I know. I gotta buy a bigger recorder. So, old faithful. Hmm. But yeah. So, <laughs> I guess uh, if you guys want to shout out your stuff, then we'll cut it. 
yeah uh skoden cinema i'm at uh on instagram uh skoden uh underscore cinema you can also hit me up on uh gmail at skoden cinema at gmail.com i got the facebook group skoden cinema and i got the public and i got that <laughs> private group that i can't delete hey. join them both if you love the content <laughs> you get it twice <laughs> <laughs> i guess uh follow us at uh ripe potatoes the underscore ripe underscore potatoes and my personal at x chief underscore beef x and my uh personal is comic x steve thanks later nice. <laughs> i was waiting for the later <laughs> later <laughs> <laughs> nice you can uh, follow me on instagram and facebook uh, on that native film talk and hit me up at nativefilmtalk.g at gmail and uh have a website nativefilmtalk.com just check it out platform uh podcast is on anywhere you can get your podcast give it a listen we hit you i hit uh, one year yesterday so check it out congratulations congratulations, congratulations man nice Oh, okay. I guess I'm last. Uh, yeah, you can uh, follow um, East Society on all the podcast platforms or search uh, MacNez Podcast. Uh, or our main feed is on uh, Podbean. Just search um, either MacNez MacNez Podcast and everything will pop up on there. Uh, mainly East Society because that's what it, uh, we're doing right now. We're doing our 31 Days of Horror. We just did two episodes. I don't know how many you'll hear by the time you hear this, but. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, East Society Podcast, on Twitter. Uh, I think it's ESP Pod. I think that's what it is. I don't know. Just search East Society. You'll find us on there. Um, we're on pretty much all, all of the podcast platforms. And our second feed is uh, over on Anchor. Just search uh, East Society and listen to everything on there. So, And uh, YouTube, search East Society Podcast. A couple videos on there. Not much, but we're working on it. So, but. Um, yeah thank you so much uh for doing this again uh you guys all rock man i mean i love all these shows ripe potatoes awesome still need to listen to your new your newest one the peninsula uh badass film i love it wasn't as good as the first one but it was awesome right yeah (laughs) native film uh that episode the reservation dogs episode four yeah ian yeah man I, i was feeling you on everything you said there and uh you guys all rock man tyler uh, Russ, I mean, again, we'll we'll all we'll all be there at some point in the Oki Podcast Studios and just doing this again and having fun. Who knows that show might like be like ten hours long. I'm not drinking this <laughs> tonight, Will. Oh, oh, oh! I'm about to do Scissor. the same thing, bro. Oh, <laughs> that drink, <laughs> the same thing. Purple drink. <laughs> somebody got me. Somebody probably gave me COVID. Uh-oh. Hey, it's not my oh. fault. You kissed me back. You me back. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I, I've been quarantined in this room for sure for like five days, bro. I'm I'm ready to be done and go out to oh, fucking man. going on like Oki, day three over the here. Oki room, and we're gonna do a podcast in person. You hear me? All right. And he'll give you COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it'll hopefully be gone by then. <laughs> 
Oh, shots. 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 <laughs> I got enough NyQuil for everyone if you guys want it. <laughs> Bring it down. <laughs> Fuck. This is oh, expensive. God, we bro. doing this, dog? Fuck. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Day, Day and, and NyQuil. You need to get that helmet with like, oh. the, the foam dome. Hand sanitizer? Handy. Looks like this soap, but it's hand sanitizer. You guys got to get on the level, dog. We got it. Dang. Yeah. I am not taking no chances. <laughs> oh, this, oh he, he really all right let me turn i'm gonna have to turn off this background just to show you now just in case <laughs> oh oh gold <laughs> yeah we got it i got it i got the icy hot i don't know what else i got around here nothing all right bro just hold on you for my on. shit ass <laughs> i got oh. my baby powder <laughs> for them you got Donnie Darko. Hey, Spawn and Donnie oh, yeah. Darko. I just oh, got... you talking? Oh, the figures. All right, what's up, dude? Here we go. <laughs> oh <Damn>. man, <laughs> what's up? Hey, that's sick. You <laughs> got, got some night. We got the Dayquil Musinex, baby. Jeez. Hand sanitizer. What we got here? I don't even know how to pronounce that shit, but I got it. <laughs> what? Is... You can make a mess over there. I got this. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. It's all, it's all the protection you need, Kev. <laughs> some emergency baby. We got some Clorox wipes. We got some sprays. Shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think COVID's gonna be afraid of me now, bro. <laughs> Look at all that. Sh- and I got this shit too. We're done. Are you still, are you still recording? Or <laughs> yeah, <I'm> still recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought we cut. No. All right, good night, everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>